This is the Kirk Student Ministry Podcast, where we will discuss what is happening in youth culture today and apply biblical perspective to the questions that you, our listeners, may be asking as parents raising your youth in this culture. We will be seeking to answer the questions of our parents involved at the Kirk through gospel-centered conversations with experts in the field and application of useful resources. If you like what you hear, please remember to subscribe to this podcast or find any of our online resources at thekirk.org slash student ministry. And we really had to constantly walk the line of being um, supportive and also contributing to the ministry while allowing our kids to be their own kids in the ministry and not sort of always being there. So we really tried to walk that line between helping you, but then not not um, lessening the kids' experiences. Today's podcast is about parenting and youth ministry. We've brought on Steve and Jennifer Morley, who have raised three kids through the Kirk and have had all three of them go through the student ministry and have three different experiences. We lean on them for their wisdom and the reflection of how was their time in the Kirk student ministry. And so let's sit and listen in and hear what they have to say about their time here in St. Louis, here at the Kirk, here a part of the student ministry with both having a son and two daughters go through the Kirk student ministry. All right, we are here with um, Steve and Jennifer Morley uh, for our second podcast ever. And we are here to talk about parenting and youth ministry. Um, what does it mean to be a parent and to, to have a kid involved in youth ministry? Um, we, we believe in the Kirk Student Ministry that um, we cannot do this alone. We should not do this alone. We actually want to, to partner with and equip and serve, and serve our families in a way that we can almost work ourselves out of a job. And so uh, we brought on Steve and Jennifer uh, because they've had kids come through our, our, our youth ministry and they're about to be empty nesters. Um, their last, um, their youngest is, is graduating um, and he is what I would call a, a staple, a pillar in our youth ministry. And we know that um, it, it comes from good parenting and uh, just faithful work as parents and, um, and constant pursuit from parents. And so we just kind of brought them on and wanted to uh, let them share their wisdom and let them just talk about their experience at the Kirk, and, and, but also in collaboration with the, the student ministry there. So why don't you all kind of introduce can, yourselves? Yeah. And For, I'm Steve Morley, and I'd like to start real quick with a point on, off of what you just said. Um, it's, a, it's a great sentiment to say, oh, it would be great if we could work our way out of a job, but it is so unique, it is such a uniquely valuable role to have you, um, the things that you can learn from kids that they won't talk to us about, the, the experiences they can have that they simply can't have with a parent. So I would, uh, I would only say that's a great sentiment, but um, it's very, very valuable resource in a parent's life. Yeah. And, and I'm Jennifer Morley, and very, we're both very glad to be here. I just was thinking when you said, you know, Jack's about to graduate, Jack has been peripherally involved in the youth group since he was two years old because that's when his oldest sister started in the middle school yeah. program at um, the Kirk. And so we've been involved through, I don't know, four different youth, mm -hmm. he, youth leaders in four different very different styles of uh, youth ministry. So he's pretty much, Jack has been around it literally as long as he can remember. So 
So how long have y'all been at the Kirk? We have been at the Kirk since the fall of 99. 99. As opposed to since the fall. It's the fall. Since the fall. Is that right? Oh, no, wait. The fall of 99 is when we started. Is that right? Fall of 99, I believe, yes. I think that's right. So that would make... Um, Jack was born in what year? 2000. 2000. So yeah. y'all moved here before, you know. Yeah. Um, all right, not, y'all yes. started the Kirk. Um, before he was even Before born. he was born, yeah. and he's kind of grown up in the Kirk and mm-hmm. kind of yes. gone through the, the whole whole thing. And, mm-hmm. um, the did the catechisms, baptized? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The whole, the yeah, whole so... Um, and our older daughter, um, though, is the, the very different experience of coming into the Kirk in fourth grade. Okay. So coming into the Kirk, not being part of the day school, and, you know, coming in, jumping in as the public school kids that all of our kids yeah. are. We're, so none of them went through Kirk day school. Correct. 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 Um, so as far as y'all's involvement, you know, where did y'all come from before that? Were you in St. Louis? Were you at a different church? Were you... Um, being uh, great sinners, you know, doing whatever you, you <laughs> Always, do. Always, yes. Um, we were all of those things. Let's okay. see. We were in California at yeah. a Presbyterian church, um, and uh, we came here and did the church search and arrived at the, uh, and quickly arrived at the Kirk, um, and then uh, and we've been there since. Yeah. So what's been y'all's engagement and involvement. Um, we know that y'all do so many things for the Kirk. See you at the welcome desk. The see, welcome you, desk. see you at community groups. Mm-hmm. Um, see you shaking yeah. just tons and tons of people's hands. With, with this generation, we were doing a lot of, of um, Sunday school. So that's why it's so fun to watch these gen- this generation um, you know, get ready to graduate and go away because um, you know the, uh, the, the kids, everybody from 23 to about uh, 16 we did the youth Sunday school back then so it's a and a small generation of kids yeah so we had them in Sunday school when they were in uh, elementary school you know over the years we'd work with the second and third graders mainly we do that in the summer and then um, we worked with the fifth and sixth graders for a couple of years two years I think yeah how long ago was that the Kirk 56 was when Jack was in fifth and sixth grade okay yeah, so um, and so in that role, we got to know a lot of those those kids, and at that time we were also doing a lot of volunteering with. Uh, through, I would say through he was in middle school. We volunteered a lot with, um, like the uh, retreat stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called. The middle school fall service mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. We did that. We we do a lot of volunteering mm-hmm. at the. Um, those lock-ins, mm-hmm. right. we stayed at the we stayed at the church, mm-hmm. really, really late. Not as late as you guys do, but really late. And we really had to constantly walk the line of being uh, supportive and also contributing to the ministry while allowing our kids to be their own kids in the ministry right. and not sort of always being there. Right. Yeah. So we really tried to walk that line between helping you, but then not yeah. not um, lessening the kids' experiences yeah. because we're always there. Yeah. I actually have a question about that. I think that's a really good point. Um, how do you manage that? Like, what, as you were thinking of that, how did you say, like, I want to support this, but also, like, give them space? Like, what yeah. was that thought process for you? 
I think we um, we did a lot of those things uh, during middle school, um, and I think for a while there, like Sunday night fellowship, we were part of that group that was always at the youth house, which was awesome and fun because yeah. we got to meet all yeah, the kids that come. In. So we were we were dealing more with the high schoolers. While Jack was a middle schooler, mm-hmm. so we were helping with the high school um, kids, and really it was—I think it was another um, another visitor, uh, a pastor, and I can't remember who he was, but was there, and he made a point of talking to us about the fact that your son's really active, and my kids were—you know—he's like, and my kids are really active. He said, but have you thought about when? is the time for you to step away so that he doesn't always feel like he's in your shadow or is right. you know can't grow up with this being his thing rather than mom and dad's thing and so that really that was a, a very good advice and so while we love being with all those high schoolers i think really i think it was when he was started high school we just kind of pulled said back. yeah pulled back so that it wasn't mom and dad's thing sure. you know so that he and, and as she said when we were there you know I spent for example a lot more time with the seniors when he was an eighth grader I was primarily you know, yeah. spending a lot of time just mm-hmm. you know intentionally one just to get to know them and before mm-hmm. they leave and uh, you know mm-hmm. try to be that uh, that influence on what's college like and how do you uh, how do you keep uh, walking, keep walking the walk while you're in college, but also getting to know them and getting to know some other kids. So I was very, I made it very apparent to Jack that while I was going to be there to help the leaders, um, I was not going to be in his business. <laughs> not going to be in his business. So was he involved ever on those conversations? Like, did you guys ever bring him in to say like, hey, how's it going? How do you feel about us being there? Or... I did not. I don't, yeah, I don't know that we did, and, and you guys know, you know, he's a very laid-back personality, uh-huh. so if, if we would have had that conversation, he would have said, eh. Yeah, yeah, you just, like, read the situation Yeah, you know, you just, yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm really glad we did, because uh, I'm sure, I mean, I know Steve has this in his notes somewhere where he was going to make the point about how incredible Jack's experience has been because of the the guys that have been his leaders, mm-hmm. you know. And I would say the exact same thing for Allison, too, with Susan. It's one of, you know, this is just such an important, to have them, to have the kids be able to make those relationships mm-hmm. separate from us, right? Yeah. So Yeah, and, and they, you know, church was the greatest thing in their life, even in their social lives, not just in, mm-hmm. the, you know. Yeah. Um, not just in their spiritual lives. It was, you know, they love being around there. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So at, at what, what point do you, like, process um, things? You know, at, I would say, you know, parents spend a lot of time sending their, their kids off to, to things and then they return to things, whether they're, they're attending practice or they're attending church or they're attending school. You're sending them off to do these things when they hit that age. I'm just getting to that age of, of parenthood mm-hmm. where my child is going off to school. And going off with someone else. He's going off with someone else. <laughs> but then they return. And they're in their stage of life where they do, do return daily. Um, and you, how much of that do you just kind of let them, their day, be their day? And how much of that do you enter in and you, you talk with them about it and you process? What was your day like? How did, how did things go? And um, 
I'm sure, and I'm sure it was very different between guys and girls. And talk about that. Talk, say, talk about that. It's extremely different between boys and girls because girls, you can say, "How was your day?" And at least my two, our two girls, you're gonna hear for the most part how their day was, <laughs> how their interactions with people were. What did so and so say? What did this girl say? What did this girl say? You're gonna hear a lot. And uh, with guys, I mean, uh, parents will notice this as they go through elementary school early on. They're still, they're about the same. They'll tell you what happened. And this was, if you say, what was the most fun thing at school today? They'll have something to tell you. But as they get to be middle school, guys just, it gets to be where you feel like, okay, I can't just ask you. What was the most fun thing? Because we both know you're going to say nothing. <laughs> nothing. What did you do that was exciting? Nothing. What was the worst thing that happened? Nothing. <laughs> it's just going to be the same conversation. And there's something sweet to that because you also know your kid well enough to know they know that if there was something, you know that they can they can come to you and let you know. But honestly, with um, with him, I think with a high school boy, we are both just incredibly thankful if we get a few sentences beyond. Yeah, I'm fluent in grunt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know exactly what the grunt means, and I speak it. But you know, and, and it's like, yeah, you 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 have to ask questions that can't be answered with a grunt, because otherwise you're yeah. only going to get yeah. a grunt, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, and I, it's very true uh, of Jack for, for him to be that way. I hope, uh, one, I, I'm not sure if you'd enjoy uh, uh, listening to us talk about him so much. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if he'll listen to this or not, but we were with him last night and somebody brought up the question of, you know, we're, you know Jack, if you could add a sibling, um, you know, younger, older, guy, girl, um, what would you add? And he said, I would love to have a younger sister. And I was surprised, but at the same time, I was like, that's probably true because that's less talking that he has to do. Strategically, I'm sure that's what he's strategically, and he's like, I could fly a little more under the radar, this type of stuff. And he's got three older people, John Jonathan and John John. He's got three older brothers. So he... They're all named John. Including him. The thing about Jack, that's just kind of his personality type. And so he, he's natural to kind of like, yeah, I don't really want to process it. I don't really want to talk about yeah. this. So so what do y'all do with that? Like, how, what do you, how do you manage that? Do you just kind of like, you just sit and wait? And how do you utilize youth workers in that? How do you utilize teachers in that? How do you, how do you do it? Uh, I think you guys, everyone sitting here realizes that you all are a huge, huge part of that. For us because I know we've had this conversation before where I've said oh thank goodness he talks to you about that because we don't ever hear that right so thank goodness I know that when he's you know uh, he'll talk to you guys about stuff that we don't necessarily hear about but we are comfortable in the fact that if there's something that we need to be involved in we're gonna we will hear right. about for it. the most part you you'll tell him the right thing and if it were hugely significant, it would probably come to us, but I wouldn't expect anything other than hugely significant. For the most part, we just trust you guys to give the right answer. And, and uh, So that's a lot of it. That's a lot of, of uh, responsibility, right, <laughs> on, on y'all. But, 
um, I would say that, I mean, I just have seen with him, the youth group is his, that's his comfort zone. That's where he wants to be. He wants to be with um, with you guys because he, you know, he knows that's where he's going to get wisdom and and we, he knows that we know, you know, that, that we've worked, like, like I say, that's one of the things about the volunteering when he was younger, is because we got to know, yeah. I mean, Susan and Jake's have known them since they came to the Kirk, yeah. because through the youth group working with Allison, and so, um, you know, So you got, got here us. before Jonathan and Susan did? Yeah. I don't know many people that have. Yeah, we were, <laughs> we were here before Susan and, and, and Jonathan were here. Uh, Susan is probably, she's going to blush, probably the <laughs> third most important female in Allie's life behind now, Jennifer and, um, and Libby, because um, that was such a, that was such a critical, you know, she is so quiet and so personal and makes her circle of friends, but they're not necessarily the five or so that are in the particular place that Dennis, he always knew she had Susan, so. Mm -hmm. Oh, that girl. So y'all talked about trust. Like, how is it that you come to trust the youth leaders? I kind of saw a a hint of you saying spending time and volunteering. Well, yeah. One of the best evangelistic moments I ever had was last summer when Jack was going off to Africa with you all. And they and these parents were freaking out about it. And I and I just matter of fact he said, oh, I, tr- I trust those guys with my son's yeah, these life. Were parents, Literally. These were parents at, at Jack's school, not parents yeah, yes. who were also yeah, sending yes. their kids off. I wouldn't guys. be surprised at that either. Yeah. <laughs> I had just arrived and now so taking. Yeah, yeah, these are parents yeah. that definitely do world. not have a, a youth group kind of experience right. with their right. kids. No frame of reference for the depth of the relationship um, and you know what what's done on a short-term mission and all those things. Mm-hmm. But uh, they said, are, are, you know, they really were like, how can you do that? I said, oh, I have no concerns whatsoever. It's, yeah, <laughs> and the reason you have no concerns is because um, we've, we've intentionally kept him involved. Mm. And we intentionally kept, and that, I know um, we kind of had thought about, you know, what we might be talking about. And one of the things that came to mind was if you had one thing to, to share with parents that you thought was the most important. And I immediately come to mind, I told Steve, is, is Sunday school is not an option. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we, all three of our kids now, our three kids had very different experiences through the youth program. And like I say, the oldest one came in, she came in in the fourth grade. And uh, her experience was not nearly, it was not, it was not a positive. But even with her, Sunday school was not an option. Because, and so we had some very unhappy years of her, you know, I mean, if you will, dragging her into Sunday school. And I find in hindsight, yes, there were some Sundays that she and a friend who could drive took off and came back, you know, from church. But... (laughs) But that was her. I hear stories of that. <laughs> I think it was probably more than just her <laughs> at that time. <laughs> I don't think it was that unusual. But um, I really, I really believe that. What I know, we would tell her. It's like if you, she'd say, "Well, I don't know those kids, or they're not my friends. You know, they're not nice to me." It's like, well, if you're not there, 
you're not ever going to meet them. Mm-hmm. And you should emphasize it's not a, it's of course a little bit about the curriculum, but it's so much more. Yeah, it's so much yeah. more about it's the, the, really the heart of the relationship. The heart of the relationship, yeah. And so just it's like I, I just have always felt like you you have to keep intentionally getting them to things mm. so that they can build the relationships. Right. And not only with just with the leaders, but with the other kids and build, you know, Mm -hmm. and find that person that, okay, that person doesn't go to my school, but clearly doesn't go to school with any of these other people, you know, and so there's a connection that I can make and and a friend that I can make. So I think the power behind what y'all are saying right now is that it's something that y'all both live out as well. Mm-hmm. And I think the trick that you maybe, maybe y'all haven't realized this, but <laughs> as I've read and I've, as I've looked around at youth who stay active, involved in the church, they find some sort of service that they participate in early in the years, but it also comes back to what their parents do. Mm-hmm. And like Sunday school is important to y'all. And oh, yeah. corporate right. worship is important to y'all. Right. Serving in the church is important to y'all. So not only are you encouraging Jack right. and the other and your girls right. to do this, right. they're also watching y'all do this. Right. And I think my concern sometimes with parents is that if they just keep encouraging oh, and yeah. keep insisting their kids to go, but they're not. They we are exactly. Right. It seems like yeah. heresy. Yes. Kids, well, the kids pick up on that. They do pick up on that. Yeah. So I mean, have, have you had have y'all had those interactions with your kids where they've seen y'all and y'all process yeah. that part? Yeah. Well, yeah. I would follow up exactly on that. When I say like the oldest daughter, quite honestly, she didn't have a great experience through her high school mm-hmm. years. There was a lot of times when she would. I would take her to a party and she would talk to the leader and there wasn't anybody else there. Thank goodness for the leaders because they were amazing. But she, as a young adult, she's a leader in her youth group. Mm. So it's, you know, so she had that kind of to mm. what you say. I mean, she, it was part of growing up. And so now she's in a church that she, I mean, she loves it and she's does the D group thing with the girls Jack's age, you know, and she's had them since they were in eighth grade and, so that's just incredible. And, and if somebody finds this that is not maybe not as familiar with the Reformed tradition and these youth ministries around the church, one thing I would emphasize is that y'all don't get randomly thrown in to this work. There's about a 99% probability that the youth leader will be uniquely able to recognize the child quickly or the student or the high schooler that is slightly on the periphery and bring them off the periphery quickly. This is what was so crucial for one of our daughters is she's a classic. She's inherently one who would be on the periphery and she was pulled into, you know, she was pulled in and... uh, and, and it, you know, and got some self confidence about being in a group, and mm-hmm. and yeah, so it's important, and that's mm-hmm. that's one thing I would emphasize. Whether it's someone checking out the Kirk leaders and to learn more about the Kirk youth group, or just the Reformed tradition and youth ministries in general, these people, y'all didn't mm-hmm. land in these positions randomly. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. You've devoted your life to thinking about and wanting to be mm-hmm. in there, and mm-hmm. and uh, have enough experience with identifying any needs to to mm-hmm. pull pull kids in and make them comfortable mm-hmm. I have a question you were saying um, for all your kids this was a priority that like youth group not just Sunday mornings but you know mm-hmm. other things 
How have you fought that? You know, Jack plays sports. Allie was involved with the cheer, and mm-hmm. I mean, she was doing track as well. Like, how do you fight that when you know there's so many other things they can be involved in, or they're tired, or they're rigorous study? Like, how do you make space for this? Or has that not really been a battle because they wanted to be there? <clears throat> definitely, definitely not a battle at this point. Right. We were we were blessed with Jack. Because it is no question his favorite thing. So, so that one was. Although, the other side of the coin is he's been the most. He has the most trying schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we really have the gamut with. You know, yeah. with well, so when we were when he was in, uh, you know, before high school, and the kids are in their club teams. That's when all of the weekend stuff happens. And thankfully, when they get to high school, if they're still in sports. Nothing happens on the, they're not out of town gotcha. during the, at least their school, high school season. So, um, I mean, that's, that is a struggle when you're out of town. We would, you know, if we could, we'd get back for Sunday night, but uh, that doesn't always happen. But that's what the, the nice thing about D groups during those middle school years is that other time to, to uh, catch up and get involved. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I don't think that we, we had much of an issue at all. We've not had ever an issue with him, with him as far mm-hmm. as wanting to be here. Because like I say, he's been around it, he's been around you guys as long as he can remember. And so, um, it's his, it's his absolute, it, it's the priority decision of what we do on the weekends mm-hmm. is that we have to be back, we have to be in town on Sunday you know so just just this week we talked about something that something would be very 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 cool um and I think he's going to decide to forego it because of the missed youth group Mm -hmm. yeah so he doesn't like to miss Mm. which is cool yeah it's cool that's a that's the uh a particularly fun thing (laughs) y'all do it was. It would be that he, we would yeah. not be back likely in time for that. Yeah. yeah, and I'll say even with um, even with our oldest one, when she was her later years in high school, I mean, we just really kind of kept pressing, and she did eventually end up with a, a small group like her Wednesday night D group that she was happy to go spend time. You know, she was mm-hmm. she was glad to be with them, mm-hmm. and uh, so that. Yeah, I'll tell you the biggest challenge I had emotionally was when you were building the girls' ministry early in your time here, Allison worked, as you know, she worked so hard on her academics. Mm-hmm. And there were times when you were you would invite her to something and she genuinely just didn't have time with her. And, um, you know, I'm always like, oh, please, please, please email Susan, email um, um, Mark's daughter-in-law. Um, oh, Taylor. Taylor. Oh, yeah. Email Taylor um, that you because you know you would work so hard to prepare whatever you can do with the mm-hmm. girls and and then she couldn't make it. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. So that was that was that was the biggest thing emotionally is oh poor. Because you know. he you know he's thinking oh Susan and Taylor put so much effort into doing this for <laughs> yeah, you and then, you can't do and it and you you have to do the same work and hope a uh, hundred and fifty thousand girls show up but if one shows up <laughs> you have to do the same amount <laughs> of work. <laughs> Um, well, we're running out of time, but oh. there are a few more more questions I want to make sure we get to. 
And, and y'all were talking and you were talking about intentionality and I love that word. I really think it's one of the, the greatest things um, that characterizes um, our Lord. And uh, he's just such an intentional person. And so you can really tell uh, followers of Jesus by how intentional they are with, with decisions that they make. And y'all are so intentional. You're talking about being intentional about taking your kids to church, taking them to Sunday school, making sure that they're involved because you believe that's intentional. But you're also intentional in, in the other things in their lives as well. It's like being a part of um, their, their sports teams and their schools and being involved and just know, knowing what's going on in their lives. And you're really intentional about that. And I can, I can say from uh, Jack's perspective, because he's been in my D group and I, I see a lot of Jack, um, and what's Which y'all, like y'all show up to like almost all of his games and he plays mm-hmm. a lot of sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you go to all the games. I have no idea. But whenever I go, y'all yeah. are there. And, um, and what's so awesome about that is I played in the summer kickball league and because of what y'all do, he felt like a, a tendency to support me playing kickball. He came out and watched. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he came with Josh, but yeah. like, mm-hmm. and it was fun for Got them to be a part of that. <laughs> yeah. But they, they see that being intentional, being in good relationship is showing support yeah. with others, even if you right. can't participate. Right. Right. Um, on the other side of that, and this is the question I want to get to, is when I do go to those games and I sit with you all at, at these games, you're talking with everybody. Right. Um, and so talk, talk with us about what is it like to pursue other parents of youth, whether churched or unchurched. And I, I, I believe, we believe that y'all do that really well. And so what does that look like for y'all? It, it has been for us the best evangelical mission field of certainly of this era. Um, both, you know, I coached several of the clubs and that was awesome. And then now just getting to know these families, you have this, you have this thing in common and you get a great relationship. And uh, it's a great chance to just be yourself and hope that somebody might say, oh, they, they kind of have fun in life. I wonder. Mm-hmm. We do. We have great. It's great conversations. I would say one thing just so nobody thinks, well, I can't be every game for my kid. A lot of people can't. I mean, that's that's a blessing of our schedules. Absolutely. That we are both academics. And so we can arrange <laughs> While we do have to teach at night, we can arrange one of us can be usually at, at all of his games. So that's just a huge blessing of our schedule. But um, no, what I was thinking of is we have such interesting conversations with parents over the years around church. So like Steve mentioned the, um, earlier about when Jack's going to Africa and these parents couldn't, you know, wrapping their head around, you're sending your son with, you know, these four 28-year-olds. You know, like, how old are these people? You know, they're going to take him, and they're going to Africa. But this summer, there was a a man, there's an older man that comes to watch some of his games, and it's a man who who is always at the sports games of his high school, always. Wonderful man. And he uh, asked me about um, Jack, and he said, now, I don't see him on Sunday morning when some of the guys go out to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch football games. And he said, I don't ever see Jack. I said, well, no, because he's at, that's when he's at church and Sunday school. Now, does he do that because you make him do that or because he wants to? You know, and then there's other parents sitting there and it's like, no, it's, it's because he wants to, you know? And so just sweet opportunities to have conversations like that. But I think through the years, I, Steve has really been um, involved in those clubs, in the coaching, 
It's a great opportunity to meet kids that your kids around, but it's a great opportunity to have influence. And like the, the guys that um, Jack and Allison both have grown up around, they will think of Mr. Morley as, uh, they have like, they call it the Steve board at their games because he'll tell them no matter what the score is on the Steve board, you know, you made points for like, you know, good effort or good sportsmanship or something. And so when they're little kids, they knew that. But even as, as big, you know, as high schoolers, when, you know, they're not mm-hmm. going to say that out loud, they would get real embarrassed mm-hmm. if you said it out loud. They all, it's so cool because they'll come up and talk, you know, to Mr. Morley and, he is, he'll know who they are, and those kids, it's very cool to see mm. that. But it's a, great, it's a great opportunity to get to talk with parents. And, yeah. yeah. Well, and you, you know the, the kids, and what's funny is I'll sit at the game, and you'll sit there and name every kid on the field with Jack. And yes. You, and you know X, Y, and Z about them, and I'm like, man, I there's kids, like, I've coached. Like, I, I've yeah. coached for years, and I don't know that about them. And yeah. this is, like, your, your, your kids teammate like you don't need to know anything about them but you need to know the people that jack is spending time with and that's just so incredible whether that's youth leaders or yeah you know classmates or other youth in the in the ministry um you you again intentionality is Mm -hmm. what we think y'all do incredible and Mm -hmm. you said it yourself and that is just one of the greatest things that you have taught us as far as like what we hope and want other parents to learn from. Well, I believe we have a lot of parents that do that and a part of the youth ministry, but we definitely, because like y'all are on the latter half, it's like y'all have made it um, (laughs) in some way. Um, But with that, and here's my last question is, if you had to go- Before you get your last question, let me make one point about the intentionality. Are we time? Sure. Um, the one thing, the one tip that uh, that occurred to me, Dan, Dr. Doriani was doing a sermon once. I know you've all heard this, but I'll tell it to anybody who finds the podcast. And he talked about a particular thing that he and Debbie did in their, um, the way they raised their girls on a particular behavior that they didn't care for. They'd come home and they would throw their book bags on the ground. And, and Dan talked about a very fun, funny way they, they handled it and... Uh, and I thought to myself during the sermon, where was that when I needed it? Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage everybody that finds this podcast to talk all the families, talk with both the leaders, but also each other about these small parenting tips mm-hmm. that can, can handle. And then you could just be such a resource, an intentional resource for each other on the little if not only the big picture, which you guys are handling, but the little practicalities of the day-to-day stuff. Yeah. Then it's, uh, yeah. So if y'all if y'all were to do it again, mm-hmm. let's say you, you, your three kids are, mm-hmm. are about to start in the youth, youth group. Jack is um, not getting a baby sister. <laughs> 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 um, how, how would how would you do things different? Is there anything you would change? Like, um, would you back off more? Would you enter in more? Would you? Um, I don't know. Uh, what, what would y'all do different? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, one thing I we haven't talked about that I would kind of lay out there for other parents. One of the places we have been involved whenever possible is the behind the scenes. When the church was making changes, when the church was looking for input into the um, youth program, 
I mean, I know I was a really, really squeaky wheel before Jonathan got here. Mm-hmm. And a really squeaky wheel. And I was involved in the search that brought you here. Yeah. Um, because I think it's really important for the parents to to get <laughs> to get involved mm-hmm. and recognize things that you know things that may not be working um, if you can see for your kids or for other kids is to make sure you you know your voice matters your voice does yeah, matter. absolutely yeah it does maybe another thing to think about is um, is do make the, the the increasingly select sports culture I would encourage everyone to be very very intentional about the degree to which you end up into that culture because it's been a wonderful wonderful thing for our one child that did get into it but it comes with costs no question costs on the other kids in terms of the availability to be of it you know to be at church on every Sunday and mm-hmm. in certain times when uh, you have some tough decisions and prioritize mm-hmm. decisions to make so that's another thing where I don't know that I've done anything different but uh, it's certainly a consideration and I know I spoke with a couple of the elders at the church mm-hmm. that had gone through it and got their input as we started mm-hmm. to realize that we were getting more and more into the, the, the whether it be select sports or so you know the various select um, activities that kids have available to them now that disproportionately use the weekends yeah absolutely well y'all have been great and um, thank y'all for being here and sharing your wisdom and one of the the greatest things about spending time with y'all is um y'all will recognize you're not perfect at this and we're, none of us are and that's what what makes you so so good and at what you do is that um you, you're able to rely on each other as spouses but you rely on the church and, and you rely on the community uh, this is collective work and that we can't go about this alone we're not meant to go about this alone god put us in relationship with one another and um, so we're really appreciative of the way that y'all have supported us um, both in the ministry but also just with your children bringing leaders into the ministry um, and so thank y'all y'all have been great and hopefully we'll hear soon thanks at church